Hey Royals, it's Queen Candice, your favorite money management specialist, and you're tuned into Cream Academy, the safe space for black money stories. I hope you're ready because today's conversation will focus on money scripts and more specifically, the most prevalent money script, money avoidance. Stay right there. We'll be right back after this short commercial. Uh, let me back up a little bit. Yeah, better. Segment one. Welcome back to Cream Academy. I'm your host, Queen Candice, and today we're going to dig into how your money mind fundamentally works. So what are money scripts? They are underlying assumptions or beliefs about money that are typically only partially true. They're often developed in childhood and unconsciously follow you throughout adulthood. Derived from financial flashpoints can, from like early life events, series of events associated with money that is so powerful, they leave a lasting imprint. It's passed from generation to generation within families, cultures, and shapes financial behaviors. Unless dealt with, it becomes highly resistant to change. So it's hard to like actually switch your mindset without proper guidance. Unless dealt with, it becomes highly resistant. It's gender neutral and associated with network, network, income, credit card debt, socioeconomic status in childhood. So there are four categories of money scripts. There is money avoidance, money worship, money status, and lastly, money vigilance. So let's define those terms, right? You guys know I hate to have words floating around and you don't actually know what that jargon means, right? So people with money avoidances systematically avoid dealing with their money while rejecting personal responsibility for their financial health. Those with a money status, money script believe an increased income will be the solution to all their problems, right? Like money is the answer, right? Not really, but that's what they believe. While people with uh, money status are concerned with the notion that their self-worth actually comes from their net worth. So if their net worth isn't really, really high, they have very low self-esteem and they don't think they're so great, right? Even though it's probably not true. They're probably an amazing person because that has nothing to do with your net worth, right? And finally, those with money vigilance tend to be watchful, alert, and concerned about their finances. Um, you know, sometimes maybe to the point of a little bit of an obsession, but we'll get to that in another episode. So today, we are going to gain a better understanding of money avoidance. People with money avoidance attempt to blame others or outside situations for their financial problems. They believe that money is bad or the source of evil, that money is taboo, and you shouldn't discuss personal financial matters with others, right? So this is actually where our fear of talking about our financial situations stems from. And, you know, they often have fear, disgust, and or anxiety when it comes to money. And they label the wealthy as corrupt believe money corrupts people and they run away from their money problems. Like, man, I'm stressed out about what's going on with me financially. My cash flow is a mess. My budgeting is a mess. I got all these loans, but you know what? 
I ain't got to worry about that because I'm going to just go and live my life and buy whatever I want, right? So I am super excited to introduce my guests right after this brief commercial break. I think that was five seconds. <laughs> All right. So now I'm going to bring you into the stream. I'm going to kill my dog if she doesn't shut the hell up. Stop. Oops, get mad noise in the corner. Okay. So now we're going to do segment two. Oh, I forgot to do cut. Hopefully they realize that, you know. Okay. Segment two. Hey, Royals. Thank you so much for keeping it locked on Team Academy. I'm your host, Team Candice, and today's topic is geared towards your money mindset, or more officially known as money scripts. I'm joined by my lovely guest, Magos Legos of Cafe Unwind. So, Magos, please do us the honor of introducing yourself. Okay. Um, I'm Magos. I'm 27. I'm from Brooklyn, New York. Uh, my family is from the Caribbean. Um, I started a community called Cafe Unwind. And it's a safe haven and sisterhood for Black women and women of color. And through this business, I have thrown events, sister circles, um, and birthed a cute little digital community on Facebook. And I'm just learning how to run a business and lead a community every single day through this whole experience and journey that I'm building with Cafe Wine. Nice. I love it. I love being a part of it. I love that. You know, I've been here from the start. I jumped on in during the self-care spot at first one. Yes. And you've helped me so much. I did? That's a great deal. Yeah. Really? That's so funny because I feel like that was the first time that I actually felt like my business was actually a business because you were like the first person to like pay me to come into a space and speak to a lot of people. I was like, this is really dope. So amazing. <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah. And um, I think that's kind of the purpose that I created out of it. I feel like that first event that I did showed me that it's more of a networking experience in a way, but with a way that it doesn't feel so, I don't know, it's still structured, but it doesn't feel, it just honestly feels like we're just in a safe haven kind of enjoying the experience, but with that connection with, you know, all the vendors that would be there and the businesses that kind of come together during that moment. Super dope. I thoroughly enjoyed the whole experience. And even when you did like the Pussy Power event too, like I thoroughly enjoy the experiences that you create. So what has been your experience with avoiding your finances? Say that one more time. What has been your experience with avoiding your finances? What has been my experience with avoiding my finances? Yes. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Um, I, I mean, from high school, that has kind of always been me, where if 
I'm dealing with a situation where I don't have enough money to maybe pay someone back. So like that, or there's something that I really need to buy and I've been avoiding it. For example, I remember having to buy a uniform for school since then, like a, a uniform for a cheerleading group that I was in. Since then, I think I've kind of built an attitude where I push my finances to the side and kind of forget about it. Mm. And um, sometimes I make the assumption that it will all work itself out. And I feel like somehow I do, like, you know, I'm able to work it out in the end. But mm -hmm. I've always been a person who kind of, like, puts my finances on the back burner. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, like, how, how has that affected... Um, I guess like how you see careers, how you see entrepreneurship, like with putting the financial aspect all the way on the back burner. Mm. So, okay. As I said in the beginning, Cafe and Wine sort of helped me to build experiences where I'll throw events and maybe I'll sell things in the store, which I'm about to start doing. Um, and this is like one aspect where I cannot just overlook finances. So this is allowing me to be a little bit more disciplined, but at the same time, I'm learning through all of this, like as far as like building inventory and really learning about the money and building profit from everything that I'm doing. I'm learning that it has to be in sort of like a linear structure sort of way. And I'm, that's how I've been trying to live my life as far as looking at, like looking at finances. But I guess just the direction aspect is always hard when it comes to like looking at finances and keeping everything structured it has always been something that I struggled with. Hmm. Have you ever like thought about actually getting someone to come in and do that kind of restructuring for you or I yes but I don't know like there's always a fear that I'm not ready for that person to see it yet like I'm not ready for that person to like I don't know why I feel like I have to be structured before I get structured and I don't know if that's like a psychological thing, but it's like it's a fear it's of like tearing your dirty laundry out. I've done to myself financially. Yeah, that that makes a lot of sense. Um, you know, usually when you have a money script where it is money avoidance, you feel like. I don't want nobody to come up in here and see all this stuff I got going on. It's a lot. <laughs> but you know, like the 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 solution to actually getting that structure is to get the structure, right? Like if you are like unable to create that system for yourself, it's it's 
very helpful to have someone come in just as like a second opinion, like, hey, maybe you just need reassurance. Maybe you're doing everything right and you don't even realize that you are and you just need to tweak like one little thing and then the whole thing falls in place. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. That's true. But I guess that's why I said like it's a psychological thing because it's sort of like getting a therapist having the ability to kind of say, I want somebody to help me take control of my money, but then having a battle of, but what am I actually doing wrong? And knowing that somebody can be there to guide me, but still mm -hmm. having that kind of, I don't know. I guess in a way, I mean, as me, I can say like about my life and with family and stuff, I've always been taught to, like not have anybody really know your business when it comes to your money. So that could be a, a reason mm -hmm. why there's a fear there or some some sort of psychological block when you want to learn from someone. And that's why I said the whole therapist thing, because getting somebody into your life on a personal level can be hard, but I know that it can actually strengthen how I um, spend my money, how I budget, you know, how I pull money together for my business, how I fundraise, how I keep that money structured. I know that it would. It's just me kind of finally saying to myself, like, now is the time to do it. I find it, like, really interesting that you feel that way. And so that's, like, kind of why you brought me into Catherine Juan in the first place, because you wanted all the other women to have that kind of service and a reliable, like, actual resource for that. Um, but you yourself are just like, I don't know about this. Like, this is great, but I don't know about this. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's not that I'm saying that I don't know about it. It's personally that I guess... It, that's the only way I could describe it is how I said when you're as far as getting a therapist. Yeah. It's like, you know that this is going to be something that can help you to be better in whatever aspect in your life that you're looking for growth. So just looking for financial growth. You know that it can help you. But at the same time, it's always that taking a leap and mm -hmm. wondering if yourself can be disciplined because you've tried so many money aspects. And for me personally, I don't know anybody else, but for me personally, having somebody physically be there and helping me with my finances, that's not something I've ever done in a structured way. So to me, it's just allowing myself to see kind of like the bright side of things. It's kind of like when you stand in your own way of things. And right. I guess when I heard that, like when you were like telling me about everything that you're doing with the psychology behind spending and saving and stuff like that, I realized that it is a psychological thing mm -hmm. and why I have ideas on how I can strengthen myself financially and still have moments where I kind of sit on those ideas, if that makes sense. So it's all like just me getting out of my way and like stop allow myself to like kind of stand in front of my wallet, if that makes sense. Yeah. Oh, I like that. Stand in front of your wallet. That's cute. I'm going to have to borrow that. <laughs> <laughs> 
So how has your outlook on money changed since meeting me and like having those interactions and like, you know, watching the videos where I'm talking about, um, you know, financial psychology and things like that? Like, has your outlook changed? Is it the same or are you kind of having a mindset shift as you watch it go on? Like, um, I'll definitely say from like I said, from the moment that you discussed the whole idea behind there's a psychology behind spending and a psychology about behind saving your money. I've noticed that in this moment with the whole quarantine going on and not having a place to actually go and spend money has been the moment in my life that I have saved the most. And mm. around this time I have thought about like the psychology behind why am I not spending? Because I can still buy things online, which I do, but I guess in like learning from you, it's kind of like I, I have my mindset on this specific goal of something that I'm saving for. Mm -hmm. And because I don't have anything in the way kind of taking money from me, like having an actual <laughs> like, moment of like a lump sum of bills or maybe I'm buying transportation or I'm buying food every day because I'm going to work. Since I have a moment of sort of like resting on my finances, I'm able to focus on that goal a little bit more. And I think that that's where I've grown because that focus aspect was never there. It's like, I know that I had an end goal or something that I had to pay for, but it's like somewhere my focus gets blurred and now it's a little different. Well, yay. I'm glad I am helping. Um, and that's really like the biggest reason for why I created this platform. Like I know there are a lot of people, cause even I was that way, I was like, and I was a psych major. So for a person who was in the already immersed in psychology to be like, I feel really uncomfortable about bearing my whole soul to this person. Like, who are you? I don't know about this. Even though I knew, because I literally spent four years studying it, that that should have been like step number one for becoming a whole entire candidate whole person together um so i definitely get that and so this is what team academy is about bringing the more stories to everyone else that is too you know not ready to make that big step and that's okay right you will do it in your own time when you are ready and comfortable so Cream Academy fam, if you're enjoying the conversation so far, make sure you keep it locked after the commercial break. Cut. <laughs> so weird. All right, let me scroll up. I have some cafe unwind questions for you. I feel like I've been horrible. Huh? I feel like I did horrible. What do you mean? No, it was great. It was actually, it was actually perfect because it it merged really well with everything that I said before you came on the screen. I was like, oh dang, this is deep. Okay. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, know. it did. It meshed well. Let me fix okay. my hair before we go into the next segment. It's trying to drop on me. No, you're doing great. You're doing great. <laughs> All right. 
segment three. Hey, Royals, I appreciate you for rocking with me, your favorite money management specialist here on Cream Academy. I'm joined by the lovely Megos Legos of the Cafe Unwind, and we're discussing uh, how she has dealt with having a money avoidance money. So, Megos, what was your motivation behind creating Cafe Unwind? So I know you spoke about, you know, how you made the actual self-care spa, but what about the actual brands, the big space itself, the online networking and all of that? Um, so I've been throwing events since 2012. Um, and I've done poetry events and holistic gatherings. And one day after kind of just doodling in my journal and thinking about something that I can do to make money for myself, I started to think about like building a community of black women to just kind of come together and have a space to speak freely or learn freely from each other without an outside influence kind of taking that moment away. Mm. And from kind of thinking of that, I came up with the idea, I, I, dare, I dare to create a store. And it kind of started as a store idea. And then it morphed into me wanting to create a group on Facebook. And then me wanting to throw events. And I'm like, I'm always with these like a million and one ideas, not really knowing how to mesh them together. Mm -hmm. And I just told myself, I'm just going to put a bunch of ideas out and see what happens with them. Mm -hmm. And like, as you can already tell, just me with dealing with my finances, I'm not really a person who <laughs> does things in a structured way. So yeah. I kind of just started a group on Facebook. I create an idea of an event that I wanted to throw. I reached out to you. I don't even really remember how we met each other, but I know it's through like mutual Facebook. friends. <laughs> yeah, on Facebook. And then I kind of just saw what would grow out of the group. And it became a place that started really holistic. And now it's so much more than that. And it's so many different energies and different women giving ideas and from that i've built events and gatherings out of that i've had um the self-care spa and sex and booze during valentine's day um i did two pussy power events soul food sessions um i've been able to give back as far as like donating money yes um, lady yeah youth group um raising money and donations for toiletries and feminine products for women all over New York City. Um, I've had to sponsor a kid last year where we sent money to a soccer team in Barbados. So I've hey, big up to kind of, what did you say? Oh, I said, hey, big up, Bim. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Um, I've, it's like I started a tiny idea and it really grew from that. And I didn't really know where I was going with it at first, but being able to build connections and network with people helped me to see a light of what I was trying to create out of this. So now I just see that it's the safe haven, a place where I create 
sometimes usual or unusual experiences for women to come together, especially black women, women of color to come together, talk to each other, learn from each other, um, learn things that they never knew, learn about spirituality, learn about holistic healing, and just really learn about themselves throughout that whole experience. And I'm still learning and still building experiences through this entire journey. Because that's what it's really like. It's like a journey, like a business Mm -hmm. journey in real time, if that makes sense. In in real time. (laughs) Listen here. Yeah. I love it though. The space is very unique. It's it's very much needed because, you know, as black women, we don't have many safe, true, I want to say true safe spaces because there's a lot of businesses that say they're a safe space for black women, but they still want to push, you know, certain morals and ideals onto you. And so I know that with Cafe and Wine, we're literally free to be us as long as we're not, you know, insulting other women within the group. And it's beautiful. It's a beautiful space to be in. Um, so what inspired you to add a financial special into the mix? Say that one more time. Oh, yeah, you're starting to break up. No. Did it stop? Okay. Can you hear me now? Yeah, but the feedback is like way more now. It is. I don't know what's going on. Um, try picking your phone up. Is it better? No. Say it again. No. Better? Oh no. Um, maybe take the take your uh charger out. I took it out. Oh, and it's still doing it? It's like so much feedback. I can't really even hear you anymore. No, this was so good. By the way, anyone editing this, please edit this out. Um, we might have to come out and come back in. Okay. The same, the same link. Uh, no, I'll give. I'll send you one. It doesn't let you come back into the thing. 